Welcome to this episode of We Are the Jacksons, where you get the straight goods from Malik and Shay Jackson as they discuss all things related to love, relationships, kids, and parenting. And after 20 plus years of marriage, they should know. Get ready for the good, the bad, and the ugly. Here's Malik and Shay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to We Are the Jacksons. I am Shay. And I'm joined by my wonderful host, Malik. And this is episode eight, two broken people making marriage work for over 20 years. The way that we want to start is to go back and state the relationship quote from episode seven. If you have not heard it, go back and take a look after you hear this one. And the quote is, the purpose of a relationship is not to have another who might complete you, but to have another in whom you share your completeness. And the reason we wanted to bring that up is because, to be honest, neither one of us was complete. And so we definitely could not help share in each other's completeness. And one of the reasons why and what we want to talk about today to start off is some of our childhood pains and just the way that it shaped our marriage. One of the things that readily comes to mind is I am a survivor of childhood sexual abuse. And so in me going to the mental health hospital, I forgot what episode it was where we talked about, just listen to the struggle is real part one and two. During that time of me being in the mental hospital, some of the memories of that time where I had not healed It wasn't processed like it should have been. It came up and it did really impact Malik, our our intimacy together. And so that was something that we had to work through. I will say that um, the only relationship that I saw or that I was a part of growing up is my mom and dad because I am from Fort Lauderdale. Shout out to the Dirty South. And so being around my cousins, my aunties, I was never really around other relationships just to see the dynamics of other people and and family. So my parents were all that I had to work from. And not that it was terrible and it was bad, but that was it. However, I believe that you need to have diverse situations so you'll know how to handle different things or what to do and what to say because my parents, they'll be celebrating or they celebrated their, (laughs) during the recording, they celebrated their 40th anniversary in November, but even during it in that, it was a process too for them and me growing up and just the things that I saw being upset um being the only child I did think that I could get my way and not necessarily are you always able to get your way and if you don't get your way or if it, things don't go the way you believe they should how you react to them well all I had was how I reacted to things not that I was a horrible child but it was just me I didn't have the interaction of siblings and those type of things so those are two of the things that I can readily think of that shaped 
how I reacted in our marriage. And then now I'll pass it over to Malik. Thanks, babe. For me, um, I distinctly remember around the age of nine uh, coming to the understanding that my dad uh, had been incarcerated. And at that point, shortly about six months later, uh, coming to the understanding that he and my mom had divorced. And I don't know that um, it didn't hit me as hard at first, but as time uh, passed on uh, and I could, I recognized that, you know, our family was no longer uh, a family. Uh, it, it did. It, 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 it weighed very, very heavy on me. Um, and even more so, I think, uh, looking back on it for my, for my younger brother, um, we would, uh, on the, during the summer we would go and he would send for us, uh, after he got out of jail, he moved back to Jacksonville and he would send for us and we would spend time with him there, uh, for the summer. And then we, you know, we'd come back home and, uh, just, just remember how sad, you know, we were to have to leave him, uh, there in Jacksonville and come back home and, um, not having that relationship, uh, with him on a day in day out basis, I really felt like, um, uh, it crippled me almost, uh, as a husband, because I, during my formidable years, I never really got a chance or an opportunity to see how uh, and understand how a man was supposed to treat his wife, uh, to see how, you know, they they loved and showed affection toward one another. Um, I, I just didn't have an opportunity to see much of that. And so uh, in that, I wasn't very affectionate toward my wife. And even still to this day, I'll, I'll admit, you know, struggle with uh, affection and closeness and hugging and touching uh, in not in a non-sexual way. Um, but we're all a work in progress. And <laughs> thank goodness for God's grace, <laughs> because as you might have gathered 20 years later, we're still we're still fighting. Uh, we're still pushing forward. Um, I think there are also uh, a, a lot of other life experiences that have shaped our marriage, um, namely my family. Uh, the, the family dynamic that I did grow up was uh, a single divorced mother uh, who, in an attempt to provide for her three children, uh, worked tirelessly you know, day in and day out, even on weekends. Um, there, there wasn't a lot of, uh, huggy, kissy, touchy, feely, affectionate love that was shown toward us as children. Uh, but what she did do to show us love was she worked tirelessly, uh, to provide and make sure that there were meals, uh, on the table that there was food in the pantry that we could go and get, you know, when we needed to while she was out at work. And so in that, um, that's what my mind frame kind of developed as how I was supposed to show love. Um, 
that coupled along with the fact that, you know, while she was gone most of the time, I was in charge of uh, ensuring that my two younger siblings uh, had the, the care that, you know, that they needed to have. And so um, I tried to do what I you know, do what I could for them to ensure that, you know, when when it was time to eat, they ate. And, you know, if they wanted to play or play around and do something, then I did it with them. Uh, But but definitely uh, the the work ethic that I have today uh, was shaped by my mom. And unfortunately, in some ways, the love language uh, that I have today uh, was shaped by her as well. And, you know, early in our marriage, I tried to work myself to the bone uh, in the expectation that, you know, Shay would see how much I loved her through those efforts. And, you know, to have to to, to really get no return on that investment, <laughs> it was like, whoa, <laughs> I'm, 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 you know, I'm putting it down, girl. I'm, you know, do, do you see these 10 and 12 hour days I'm putting in for you? And she would, she would be like, mm, that don't mean much to me, you know, good for you. I want some, I want some us time, you know, I, I want some, you know, you holding me while we watch a movie and, 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 you know, a chick flick or something and cry about it. And I, I just, you know, that was the furthest thing from my mind, uh, when it came to showing my wife affection. So, um, you know, we had to, I had to learn, I had to learn different ways. I had to learn, you know, how she received love. I had to learn what was love to her. And so in that, um, I could begin to, you know, fill in some of the, the emptiness that she was having from a, from a love standpoint. Um, and we could begin to progress in our marriage relationship. I'll let my wife have a word. Thank you, honey. I totally agree with what Malik is saying concerning the involvement of your family. And like I mentioned before, I'm an only child. I have a half brother from my biological dad, the dad that I refer to and will continue to refer to uh, mostly in the episodes is my stepdad, but I don't consider him a stepdad. He's my dad because he's raised me since I was eight. He met my mom when I was seven. So in that, me being the only child, yes, my dad did work. And so what a husband was supposed to do, he shaped, his actions shaped what I believed and the expectations that I had for Malik, he shaped it. He modeled that for me. Yes, he did work. He uh, was a welder, but he spent time with me. He taught me how to drive. We would do special things together as a, a dad and daughter. So quality time was instilled in me early on that, hey, the man in your life, he can work and he can also spend quality time as well so (laughs) I agree when Malik was talking about him working okay next what else you got because my daddy used to work and he used to take care uh, made sure that he spent time with me and so which is so 
that was a unrealistic expectation. And one of the things that I learned is even though when you get married, for me, the reference was the relationship that I had with my dad. However, Malik isn't my dad. He's my husband. So in us having kids and even us being married, I realized my mother had a different dynamic and a different relationship with my dad as his wife, as opposed to me as being his daughter. One of the things also that I will say is, as I mentioned before, he's not my biological dad. So some of the hurt of my natural or biological parents not being together that was an impact on um, my life and on my relationship as well which in in a negative way in a negative way even though he never spent really any time with me and my mom was a single mom until she met my dad even in that and him showing all the love that he did from seven all the way up into today there was a part of me there were some things in my childhood where I was broken and I didn't have time to process it and heal there were some things that I was able to process like I mentioned before when I was in the, the mental health hospital but I'll be honest with you those broken places internally that I hadn't dealt with and that weren't healed I had an expectation of Malik feeling them and for years <laughs> for years I did and it did cause conflict and I felt like well why are we even married if you can't heal those places or you can't meet those needs but he wasn't supposed to I was supposed to be complete I was supposed to process it and work it out I do I thank God for Malik's grace and also his grace of helping me to realize that first recognize that Malik is my husband he's not my healer number one and then number two even in being broken can marriage work absolutely it can here we are 20 years going strong and we absolutely love each other but I had to take a step back and say you know what all of the things that I'm feeling like Malik's not meeting those expectations God had to help me heal those and I had to process some of those things so that I realized what my husband was and like we said in the relationship quote you're supposed to be complete and they sharing your completeness but what i was doing for the better for most of our marriage was trying to seek and have malik heal take care of um mend those things that were broken in my life and if you're doing that and you may not do it, it wasn't like I was doing it intentionally or consciously. It was just, I read a whole bunch of romance books and <laughs> the things that I thought and I read 
that the man and the husband was supposed to do, that that was what Malik is supposed to do, that the way that my dad treated me and how special I felt when we were together and all of the things that he done, well, those are the things that Malik should carry on and do as well. But like, again, like I said before, he what Malik's not my dad, he's my husband and recognizing that I had to make sure that I got myself together in order to be a better wife. And I'll be honest, it has, it has totally changed our, our marriage and even the dynamic of it, because I don't look for him to fill those gaps, those hurts, those holes that I had all of the time before we got married and even during our marriage, I don't expect for him to heal those. And I see him in a different light. And now I'll let Malik share. And definitely get a, um, uh, another example is, is, is working on healing yourself. Um, I know for me, and even to this day, um, my wife encourages me to uh, seek out uh, some counseling. And I think it would definitely be beneficial. And I do look forward to uh, being able to go and get some counseling to just to help me sort out some areas uh, in my life that I feel like uh, I do still have some struggles with. Uh, and, and that I do feel like even to this day have have some weight and bearing on, on my marriage. Um, as my as I talked about my mother and father uh, divorcing uh, over the years of, of me growing up, though, there were other men that were in her life. Um, some were OK. You know, they would come and they would spend a little while, I mean, six months, maybe a year. Uh, and then the relationship would end. And, you know, and that would be that. Uh, most of the, you know, I, I'm not going to say she was a whole lot of guys, but most of the guys, you know, they were, they were decent. Um, but one in particular, you know, uh, and he probably was the, the longest relationship, um, in there for a while. Um, he just, um, he was, he was what I would look back now on and say he was broken himself. Um, he he really had a, a, a macho type attitude about things. Um, I just I distinctly recall in the eighth grade, I played football and 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 was pretty good. But I also enjoyed uh, playing in the orchestra. I, I loved playing the viola, and um, I was good at that as well. Uh, I did really well in, in a lot of the district meets that we would have and uh, was the highest chair uh, in the district from my school. And so I really enjoyed that. And um, there was a constant ridicule from him uh, about me playing, you know, playing what he would consider a, a sissy instrument. And, you know, it's amazing that none of my coaches gave me any flack. None of my teammates gave me any flack about playing the instrument uh, as I would come running from orchestra practice over to the field house to change into my football uniform. But here it is, someone who's supposed to be shaping my life, you know, uh, as a as a father figure. And, you know, he was just making these these stupid in, uh, innuendos about you know, me playing a, a beautiful instrument that created a wonderfully uh, pleasing sound. 
Um, and I, I look back on that time and just the constant pressure, you know, that I felt as, as, a, as just a, a, an adolescent, uh, it, it really forced me to, to quit playing. Um, I, I just got, I got tired of, of, of hearing about how it was, you know, uh, truly sissy of me to be playing an instrument like that. And so I quit, um, and I wish I hadn't, but I did. And, but you know, that, that really shaped, you know, me, uh, to, to not, uh, not be confident in myself and, and not to, to stand up for myself as a man. Um, and it took some time, uh, even later in that same relationship, um, there was some physical abuse towards my mom. Uh, and it was just very difficult to, to deal with and, and, and to grasp and to understand how, you know, a relationship like that could continue with, with that type of behavior going on. And so, uh, just led, led to a lot of confusion within me, a lot of uncertainty uh, that I've carried even into my my marriage uh, this day. And uh, I find myself sometimes um, just unsure about myself, unsure about some decisions that I make, uh, sometimes second guessing uh, decisions that I make. Uh, and sometimes just flat out afraid to make a call because of how it'll be viewed or, or, or what someone will think about it. And and so, uh, you know, those that's just that's just a part of of how um, we we need to look and, and see how those uh, instances in our life uh, have affected us and affected our marriage and how we really need to work on healing from those things so that we, we don't bring them into our marriage and so that they cause stumbling blocks for our spouses. Um, and, and that can be from either side. Um, Shay talked a little bit earlier about, uh, some of the, uh, some of the abuse that happened early in her childhood and how it affected us in our marriage and, and, and in our intimacy. And it, it was, it was, it was challenging because I didn't, I didn't want to purposefully cause my wife pain, you know, from, 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 you know, just some of the memories of things that she had went through. Um, and so, uh, it, it was a struggle, but I definitely wanted to be close to her. I definitely wanted to to love her, and so we are we are looking uh, and continue to look for opportunities to heal ourselves uh, and to um, make ourselves uh, into the best possible version of ourselves, so that we can begin to enjoy that completeness with one another. Um, and, and I do believe that as we continue to push forward and strive and, um, see, see the hurts and pains and expose them, uh, to, to, uh, to God and, and, and allow him to uh, help us to to grow in those areas and to use some of the practical resources that he gives us, which is, you know, through counseling and and uh, having someone to be able to uh, walk with us uh, step by step through some of those things and, and, and give us practical ideas of how we can uh, heal from them. And I'll let my wife share. Thank you, honey. 
I totally agree with everything that you're saying. And one of the reasons why we started this podcast and we talked about it in episode one, you could just binge listen if this is your first episode. And if it is, welcome to We Are The Jacksons. But one of the things that we talked about is why we wanted to start a podcast because in when we got married, there weren't a lot of couples being open, being transparent about some of the struggles that they had. And so, like we mentioned before, we have a relationship with God. And so we thought that as Christians, you know, our marriage is supposed to be it's going to be blessed and it's going to have favor and it's going to go well. It's not going to be a bumpy road. And that's not reality. It wasn't our reality. It wasn't reality for a lot of couples that we knew because we counseled couples. We were asked to counsel couples because of some of the things that we had even been through just in our openness to share. We um, coached and talked to other couples just about some of the things that were going on. And we do, we want to share our struggle with you because no matter where you are in your life, if you believe God or not, marriage is a work in progress. Always. It's a work in progress. Yes, there are going to be struggles. And what's amazing, the day that we uh, tape this episode, our pastor, we are members of the Potter's House Fort Worth. And our pastor was talking about how on your journey to greatness, there is struggle. And he gave examples. And it's true. Even though with all of the things that Malik and I have shared, the things we're going to share as um, man and wife, as parents, all of the things that we've been through through our journey, there has been some for real struggle. But one thing that we do know is that we were built for this. We have the personality. We have the hearts. We have a heart for couples and relationships and even parents and we want you to succeed we want people to be married 40 years 50 years and in that we are both open and willing to be open about it marriage is a struggle yes it takes work no matter what and having that in your mind and understanding that even in you feeling like or believing you're complete when you marry that person you're still marrying somebody who let's be honest bought the best representative of their self while you were dating but now you get to see <laughs> the for real the real the real person and it just it's transition there's a seat and there's cycles in marriage and we're going to talk about all that we talked about love languages we're going to talk about that in future episodes as well but one of the things and one thing that we want you to hear we're honest about some of our pains we were both broken when we got married but we're still here we're still together and even in that there is struggle even if you feel like you're great hold on it's just a process it's your journey to greatness 
One more thing that I want to talk about is our vision board party, our virtual vision board party that we will be having January 16th. We talked about it in episode seven, the last episode about us having partnering with Demara DeVol and her nonprofit Hopeful Arms Foundation and just creating a virtual vision board as a couple and also what you want to see for your family. So one of the things that to help you kind of get your, your mind, the wheels of your mind turning, a category that I want to share is about travel and leisure. So in this and in the vision board, one of the things that we talked about, it could be on your vision board, something you want you and your spouse to accomplish in one year, two years, five years, 10 years. And when you look at it, you'll, even in those times you were like, are we going to make it? five years, you'll say, okay. And it's just a vision because you are again on a journey to greatness. So one of the things with travel and leisure, Malik and I, um, we wanted to go, we've been on a cruise twice. I know one of the things that I do want us to do is go to, um, Jamaica because before when we were talking about getting married and, um, us having a shotgun wedding. You can listen to that. I think in episode two, we had talked about wanting the honeymoon, take a honeymoon into Jamaica. And, <laughs> and so, but we've never been, we want to go, we want to go to Montego Bay. And so that's something that I know I'm going to put on the vision board that I'm going to have, I'm going to create, I'm going to put a picture of Jamaica because that is something that I want Malik and I to do. So it's just a suggestion. We wanted to give you an example and just start thinking, take time to um, go through it with your spouse and just talk about different categories. I said travel and leisure, but Malik in our last episode talked about business, health and fitness, um, your legacy, just different things that you have an imagination or vision for when it comes to you as a couple and also with your family. Thank you, love. And this is our relationship quote for episode eight. Your reality is not your spouse's reality. Seek to understand where he or she is coming from and that is from Kevin and Satilia Bullard and I can as you can obviously see Kevin and Satilia are married because they understand this <laughs> it could not be more true that your reality is not your spouse's reality um, I, I know that there's just several times where uh, Shay and I would be having a conversation and she might be sharing a vision or a goal with me. And then, I mean, she's just going on and on. And in my mind, I'm thinking this lady crazy. <laughs> that ain't going to never happen. I don't even see how that's going to come to pass. Not the point. The point is something was downloaded into her mind and her imagination. It's not my job to make a judgment on it. It's my job to support it if she so decides to go after it. And I definitely want to encourage each and every one of you out there who is married, that if your spouse 
um, is sharing something with you that you just cannot quite grasp yet, uh, don't shoot it down. Don't knock it down. If you and your wife are having a discussion or your husband, you are having a discussion and you guys have an agreement, don't already have something planned to say. Because when when you're just itching there, ready to have something to say, that that's really saying that you're not really trying to seek to understand where they're coming from. You just want to get your point across. So have an open mind. Listen. Remember, guys, and I am talking to the guys, two ears one mouth. Let's do twice as much listening as we do talking. And with that, my name is Malik. I'm Shay. And we are the Jacksons. You've been listening to We Are the Jacksons with Malik and Shay. We hope you enjoyed the show and gleaned a little insight along the way. Follow them on Facebook at We Are the Jacksons or visit them online at wearethejacksons.com. Until next time, keep it real and keep smiling. <laughs>